Changing the story around pain. This is the Modern Pain Podcast, helping to improve the understanding and treatment of pain across the world through education, advice from experts in the field, personal stories from those living well with pain, and more. A modern approach to pain treatment, management, and education, while helping to bring the patient voice back to healthcare. This is the Modern Pain Podcast. Here's your host, Dr. Mark Cardula. What is going on, everybody? It is Mark Cardula, lead faculty and CEO here at Modern Pain Care, where we make you the complete clinician. Here for another episode of the Modern Pain Podcast. And this episode uh, stems from a post that Jared made the other day. Um, we're in September right now. So if you're listening in the in the future, that's uh, if when we were speaking of this, this is coming off of COVID. We're September 2021, hopefully coming off of COVID, I should say. But a lot of us struggling. Uh, I know I've been struggling. Uh, Jared and I've uh, bounced, you know, text back and had conversations of just, man, when, when are we going to kind of get back to normal? It's been very stressful on the home front, the work front, the life front. And, uh, you know, a lot of people struggling uh, professionally, personally, and everything in between. And uh, let's let's bring in our co-host and he can kind of lay some of the groundwork as far as the, the post that he made. And, and we'll, we'll have a good discussion about this because I think it's a valuable episode. He had some great feedback on the post and I thought it was a really well written post that met a lot of people where they were at and uh, had a great response. So Jared, how are you doing, man? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm, uh, I'm glad to be on this morning talking about this because, uh, it, it's a topic that's been weighing heavy on my mind. It's, uh, it's been something that's uh, been affecting me personally, uh, on multiple fronts it, and it's, uh, it, it's something, you know, that's obviously affecting, all of us and weighing a lot on everybody right now. So I feel like it would, it's a good idea to maybe just chat about it a little bit and, and see if we can give some perspective or at least try to provide a little bit of grounding for, for people that, you know, are, are, are dealing with all of this. Yeah. It, it, you know, it's almost like when you talk about it too, I, I, I was like, got it. I, just what you see out there on the, in the media and on social media, just the divisiveness, the polarization and where this thing has, has gone um, and, and seen it in my own family and friend networks where it's really divided and, and, and damaged some relationships um, with how it's going. And, and we don't, maybe we'll see what we talk about on that front, but in the end, let's just take care and be good to one another uh, overall and uh, you know, respect each other for, for, you know, our unique, uh, human individual characteristics, but, um, can you lay out a little bit of the, the, the post and kind of, you know, your, your thought process around it and, and, and kind of where you're at, uh, as far as the, uh, the COVID fatigue, because I think, as I had kind of mentioned, we're, we're all at a point, I think where God, it would be nice just to have normal life again. I mean, there's definitely some things that have become more normal, um, you know, we traveled, my wife and I traveled to Ohio, although it was definitely different. Everybody's masked and thankfully nobody made a ruckus on the plane or in the airport, but it's definitely different. And, uh, but uh, also, you know, obviously people have had a lot of big changes career wise and in their workplaces and in different things, but what, what, what really, you know, kind of in your maybe life did that kind of stem from that, uh, you know, what your view of what you were seeing going on around COVID and, and, and the, the COVID fatigue that was kind of being witnessed by yourself. What, what kind of things kind of formed that for you? Yeah. You know, I think that I'm not in a unique position, but I'm in a, uh, a position that a lot of other people aren't in um, just due to the line of work that I'm in. I, I, 
for those of you who don't know, I manage a region for a physical therapy company. So I have, uh, you know, 50 some odd employees that are under my supervision. And at the same time, I also teach at a local uh, PT university. Um, so I'm interacting with multiple cohorts of students at the same time. So uh, I'm, I'm in this position where I kind of get to see how all of this is affecting student mindsets. It's affecting other professor mindsets and it's, it's affecting the workforce. Um, so being, you know, in, up close and personal with all of those different perspectives over the last 18 months or, or, or whatever it's been, um, I've really got a lot of different perspectives and I've seen the way that this is affecting uh, people on a personal level and people on a group level. And, th- and that's kind of what what led to my post is that I, I think that I've been lucky enough to see a lot of different perspectives and um, also, you know, hopefully come, like maybe maybe br- bring a little bit of an outside perspective to that because I'm seeing some of the same things in so many d- different domains. Um, so that kind of led into the post because really what I'm seeing is in, in school, for instance, with students, uh, this is not, this is not what students signed up to go to PT school for or graduate school for. They didn't, they didn't sign up for virtual classes. They didn't sign up to have to do all of their lectures sitting at home, you know, on the couch and not meet their classmates and not meet their cohorts. They didn't sign up to have to wear masks and, and, and gear in labs and have their lab time restricted or, you know, feel at risk of having a problem if they're practicing lab with their, with their classmates and that, that sort of thing. They didn't, uh, you know, sign up to have to watch their professor talk to them or lecture at them from behind a mask and not have the, the same interaction that, you know, the experience that you and I got to have because PT school was a phenomenal time in my life and I enjoyed it and the closeness and the bond that I created with those people. And, uh, you know, it's a really family oriented, close knit type of program. And I don't think that students are getting that now. And that's just from a PT perspective. And I, I can't speak to med school. I can't speak to, you know, regular university or anything like that, but I can only imagine that it's somewhat similar. Um, and then on the flip side of things in the workforce, uh, what I'm consistently seeing is people that they love their job that like they, they have loved being a PT. They have loved working in this environment um, up until very recently. And, and now people are feeling dissatisfied with their work. They're feeling dissatisfied uh, to some degree with patient care. They're feeling dissatisfied with personal relationships. They're feeling dissatisfied with their friendships, with their their family relationships, with maybe their spouse or significant other. Uh, and what I started to, to recognize is that a lot of this dissatisfaction that you might feel with your job or you might feel with patient care, or you might feel with your spouse or your friends or your family. Well, that's probably not so much driven by the fact that you don't like the profession of physical therapy or, or, or medicine. It's not driven by the fact that you really have deep seated issues with your spouse or your family or your friends. It's driven by the fact that we're dealing with, uh, you know, just an unprecedented uh, amount of stress and amount of exposure to social influences, both on social media and, you know, in, in the regular media on, on the news channels and in the newspapers and that sort of stuff. And, and what it's really come down to is a hyper uh, polarization event and a hyper politicization event where 
Um, there are two really big ends of spectrums, uh, and everybody's kind of trying to push their agenda on on the other end of the the spectrum. And if you're somebody like me, it's relatively in the middle. And, and I want to say that I want to say that a lot of people are in the middle, but you don't realize that, and you don't recognize that because all of all you see is the far ends of the spectrum because the loudest voices get the most airtime. Um, but I would say the vast majority of us are somewhere in the middle and we're looking around and we're seeing all of this stuff that stresses us out. And that leads to an event where, you know, your cup runneth over where the same exact cup analogy that we give to our patients about pain, about the allostatic loading model and you get too much water in the cup and it overflows and you have a, a flare up. All of our cups are full. And that is manifesting itself in a different way, whether it's stress, whether it's anxiety, whether it's insomnia, whether it's stress eating, uh, maybe it's, uh, you know, over exercise as a stress relief, or maybe it's the, the lack of motivation to even go to the gym. Now, this this can manifest itself in so many different ways. And I would I would bet that there's a lot of people listening to this and there's a lot of people out there in the world that they're experiencing effects of a hyper stressful environment right now that they don't necessarily recognize or haven't pegged to that environment. And they're pegging it to the most transient, closest thing that they can think of. It's it's their job. It's their patients. It's their spouse. It's their family. It's their friends. It's it's everything else, because we as humans want to ascribe, you know, a reason to everything and we want to direct uh, you know, input and output. But I think that um, my perspective has been that there's a lot of maybe misappropriation of uh, those feelings. And, and I want to urge people really, str- really stress the fact that this is s- stress manifesting itself and, and not to make any rash decisions, not to try to step back and look at what's going on in your life and the way that um, all of these factors may be influencing you. And how that that could be influencing the way that you feel about things that maybe if you rewind 18 months, you wouldn't have felt that way about those things. And you wouldn't have uh, gotten upset about those things that maybe you're getting upset about now uh, because your your bandwidth is really reduced. And I know that this just turned into a monologue and a really long you know discussion, but it's just there's so much on my mind lately with this. And uh, it was getting me down, too. It was getting me in a really bad mental headspace. And I was talking with my wife about it this past weekend uh, about how I was just in that bad headspace. And that's what led me to write that post, because writing is writing is somewhat therapeutic for me. And putting my thoughts down actually helps me understand what I'm feeling and what I'm thinking. And then going through and trying to organize that in a reasonable and, and logical way is what helps me ground myself. And I was hoping that if that helped to ground me, maybe it would also reach a bunch of other people and help to ground them as well. Yeah, no, I think it was a very well written post. Obviously, it was received well by people. You could tell it tapped into some, uh, you know, parts of uh, everybody's current existence that resonated. You know, I think um, I definitely can relate to to some of it as far as you know ascribing career dissatisfaction and just, you know, being frustrated with a lot of things that, you know, you step back and you, well, it's just my job. I'm just, I, 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 it's not, I'm not happy with, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, and yet, you know, and it, it, there's so many parallels too. You think with some of the things we see in clinic where, you know, it's these hyper stressful events that happen in patient patients' lives and, you know, obviously pain, you know, the cup around the throat, or like you mentioned and, and pain kind of becomes, you know, part of that experience. And, 
we ascribe to, you know, people hyper-focus on my back, my back, where maybe if we look big picture on what's going on around the world of them um, in clinic and in their life that is happening around this painful event that maybe we can draw some connections to what's going on in their life. But man, you, you, we also see it in patients too, just with, you know, so many of the folks that especially our, uh, you know, senior citizen population where talk about life shrinking for some people, man. Just, uh, you know, saw a lot of people who have just been struggling with social. Um, we've lost a lot of that social, uh, you know, grooming and the social connection that we function and live and thrive on as humans. And it's uh, it's definitely taken its toll. I'm starting to see some of that come back um, as far as being able to gather and, and uh, you know, have that social, you know, connection with people that we know has such a positive, you know, influence on us as humans. Um, but, yeah, we've lost a lot of that. And, you know, I, it's, it's been interesting too being in an academic setting to see students, you know, they didn't sign up for any of this stuff. They, they didn't sign up to, to have to learn from home uh, professors too, man. I just, uh, you know, I've seen my wife as a professor at a university um, and having to just completely flip things on the, on the fly and, uh, you know, change the way they instruct. I mean, there's definitely programs that were ahead of the curve on the virtual instruction and, and different things, but some that, you know, was pretty much all live and in person and then having to take that very stressful for professors. You know, I've definitely talked to more than one uh, that were, man, this is hard. Is this what I want to do? You know, them professors struggling with students who are struggling with the at home learning. I mean, both professor and students struggling. I mean, it's, it's been hard for everybody. And I think, you know, just having some self-compassion for yourself of man, this take and, and taking perspective on what's going on around us. Instead of, you know, like you said, misascribing, you know, maybe it's because of, you know, my relationship with my wife or my relationship with my job that maybe if we take that, you know, perspective and zoom out a little bit, we can see that, man, we're living in a world right now where we cast stones at each other. It's so divisive right now. It's hard to even have a conversation around COVID and different things sometimes without feeling like you're going to have, you know, the fangs come at you from either side because you're you're right. But you, the, the voices that get heard on social media are the ones that are on the polarizing sides that that scream the loudest, that have the biggest opinions often, um, when often the more nuanced kind of knowledgeable position is one that's probably somewhere in the middle. You know, it can float back and forth, but um, but it's, you know, honoring people that have that ability to have their own opinion. I think we get sides that ostracize each other um, in regards to vaccination status, in regards to, you know, people's choices around what they're doing around COVID. I think and it's 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 a tough environment to navigate. It's uncharted waters for 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 everybody. Um, and uh, I think it's you know a lot of people judging each other. But you know I think again we just you know as clinicians especially I mean care for your fellow human and uh, you don't have to always have to agree. I don't always agree with what my patients do and what they're how they're rolling with life. But I, I also don't live in their shoes and haven't experienced their life and haven't. Um, you know, I, I do, we just, I think we should practice what we preach in that front as far as we can't just try to pull people to us and to what we think or believe we need to honor their beliefs and their experiences and, you know, come to a, you know, that shared narrative that maybe we don't have to perfectly agree with each other, but we don't also have to hate each other. We don't have to like drum up all this like vitriol and, and man, it's just, it's, it's, it's kind of frustrating and almost depressing to a point to see some of the things that you see around and then you know, maybe we should listen to people that have expertise in the thing instead of, you know, politicians, but that's a whole nother, um, discussion that we're, I'm not even going to tread barely into that one because yeah, I don't want to get any hate mail here on modern paying podcast. So, um, what, what, what would you 
think is a good way to plot forward with this stuff, Jared. I mean, obviously, COVID probably isn't going away as, as much as it sucks to say that. It's probably not going away soon. Um, but if, if we got some students listening here, what would you advise them? How would you say, hey, how, how can I kind of navigate this? Maybe I'm in the classroom. Maybe I'm looking to enter a, a, a career. Um, and man, well, how do I go about kind of navigating this with and, and not feel like I'm going to go crazy or maybe made the wrong career choice or those type of things? Man, well, you know, I don't know that I'm the um, <clears throat> I don't know that I'm the guy with all the wisdom or anything like that. And that's a that's a heavy burden to to, to try to give that direction. But I think that I, I, I would really encourage people as difficult as it is to try to zoom out a little bit. And, you know, if we're lucky, if we if we live, the, live our, you know, our full life, we're going to live 79, 80, 81, 82 years. Right. That's that's our that's our life expectancy right now. And this has this has sucked. This has been 18 months of suck. And, but um, I do believe that it will pass and we will get to a reasonable, uh, normal status that reflects a lot of how we were before COVID. I do think that there will be some slight changes, you know, that, that we do have to deal with. But uh, I do know that this will pass and we we will get through it. And when you're 20 years old or 25 years old or 30 years old or 40 years old, even um, it's hard to recognize that uh, 18 months while it's a long time, while it's a long time or 24 months, it's also a relatively short amount of time in the grand scheme of your life. So I would, I would strongly encourage people to, if they can, um, try to recognize that, uh, this is to some degree temporary and that some of the things that they're feeling right now will likely ease as we start shifting back into more of a normal style of life. Um, if you're a clinician right now and you're feeling burnout with, patient care, you've been in patient care for a year or two and you're feeling burnout with it. I mean, recognize that you, you still have potentially 35 more years of patient care that can be totally different than what you're, what you're struggling with right now. And that, um, of course they'll come with their own, their own struggles and everything, but try not to make rash decisions. Try not to, to, uh, make any big changes or, or anything like that while you're, under immense stress that may be a temporary stress, if that makes any sense. And, you know, uh, I, I would, I would recommend people if they can, or if they're interested at all to, to maybe pick up a little bit of stoic philosophy and maybe read, uh, a little bit of the works of Zeno and, and Marcus Aurelius and Epictetus and, and, and those people or the new age stoics, you know, maybe some people that, that, regurgitate and, and, and reorganize some of that old material like Ryan Holiday or or something like that. Uh, it's been very, very helpful for me. And I know it's not everyone's cup of tea, but I do think that uh, putting those those thoughts in that wisdom, at least in your head, uh, can help ground you a little bit. Yeah. Uh, Stoic philosophy has been, uh, I think, Jason Silverman and yourself are probably two uh, folks that kind of pushed me towards that. And I've actually um, gotten, you know, read a, a decent amount into it. It's been very helpful from a personal just growth and uh, managing my own um, self, uh, which uh, I highly recommend just checking it out. Doesn't mean you have to get into any crazy, it's it's just, you know, school of philosophy way of kind of managing life and, and what we deal with in life. And I think it's a, a definitely worthwhile thing to check out. So yeah, Marcus Aurelius, Epictetus, and yeah, but Ryan Holiday, I think it has a 
dailystoic.com if I remember something. Uh, and I get his emails on a day-to-day basis. Worthwhile checking out. Just, you know, some words of wisdom from some people that, um, you know, lived pretty successful lives as humans um, and uh, had some pretty positive influences on the spheres that they operated under. So, with that, um, I think we'll wrap it up today. Um, hopefully this episode was helpful. Jared and I both thought it was just worth coming on, especially after his post and, and the positive response it, it garnered um, just to talk about it. I think we'd love to hear your comments, uh, either in the social media posts that this thing comes under or even on the uh, you know podcast um, you know, post. If, if, you know, and I know we post these on YouTube as well. Um, I'd like to hear where you're at, where your struggles are, what you found helpful when you've kind of navigated this you know, fun situation that we're all dealing with. Um, we're all humans, man. We have feelings, we have, uh, you know, experiences and we all have struggles and this one has definitely tested us all. And hopefully we'll come out of it the other end, um, you know, better for it. Unfortunately, I mean, definitely we've all had some loss. I know I have, I know, um, known some folks that, uh, have gone through some, some struggles with this stuff, but let's support each other. And, you know, it's okay to have differing views on things, but, you know, we can all honor that the ability for us to have those different views um, and, you know, try to find a common middle ground that moves us all forward in a positive direction. But anything else you want to leave folks with before we finish up here, Jared? You know, I, I, as I was, as you were talking, I was just thinking, you know, if I could, if I could at all give one bit of advice to tell myself repeatedly and maybe other, other people as well as, uh, right now, all of the big stuff is weighing us down, but if you can find the ability to focus on the little things, focus on the positive interactions and relationships that you do have, uh, focus on the, the, the good, maybe relationship with your spouse or your friends that you have focus on the good in your work. Uh, what are they doing to support you or, or the ability to help patients and work with them, the ability to, uh, you know, help uh, mentors, maybe if you're a professor, mentor students through this difficult time and, and help them still become a successful clinician. Uh, and if you're a student, the the fact that you're still getting to interact with and, and uh, learn how to spend the rest of your life helping other patients navigate through really difficult scenarios and, you know, just focus on rather than rather than focusing on what's really not good right now actively search for the the little things that are really, really good and keep those front of mind. Good points, my friend. And we will leave you guys with that. Um, definitely reach out to us if you have any thoughts or comments on what your your experience has been or some thoughts or some advice. We're, we're always game to hear what's been working for other people or, or their perspective on things. I think it all helps to just kind of share kind of our stories and, and kind of where we're at. And it did, I think, you know, as we talk and as I talk to Jared, I just, you know, hear a lot of similarities as far as what, you know, you kind of don't recognize that we're all probably going through a lot of internal strife and struggles as we're navigating this thing. So hopefully we can kind of support each other and push each other through this. Um, and like Jared said, get out on the other side of this, because I do agree. Eventually, I think we will be in a better place and eventually things will be back to somewhat of a normal see with probably some minor, you know, some changes that we'll have to adapt to. But um Let's focus on that. Let's have keep our eyes on the prize and support each other in the journey. And until next time, we will talk to you guys later. 
This has been another episode of the Modern Pain Podcast with Dr. Mark Karchula. Join us next time as we continue our journey to help change the story around pain. For more information on the show, visit modernpaincare.com. Also, visit the Pain Masterminds Network on Facebook for free education and resources. This podcast is for educational and informational purposes only. It is not a substitute for medical advice or treatment. Please consult a licensed professional for your specific medical needs. Changing the story around pain. This is the Modern Pain Podcast.